Toronto Blue Jays continue their series tonight versus the hated and only getting more and more hated by the game, New York Yankees. What a pitching matchup we've got tonight. The Hound is on the mound. Chris Bassett, fresh off of that complete game shutout, Jen versus Atlanta back on Friday, taking on Garrett Cole. <laughs> is that intriguing? Wow. Going to be joined again today by Locked On Yankees in the second segment to deep dive this, this awesome-looking pitching matchup. Plus, I'm thrilled we're going to be joined by ESPN and MLB analyst Xavier Scruggs on the show today talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. I am Locked On Blue Jays. I am absolutely thankful that you are choosing to spend part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. Reminder, of course, Locked On Blue Jay podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, of course, tonight's game, just like all the games in this Yankees Blue Jay series, 7.07 p.m. Eastern first pitch. You can catch that on Sirius XM. Boy, oh boy, touched on it in the opening. How good has Chris Bassett been outside of that first start? So overall on the season, the Hound on the mound, 5-2 and two for the Blue Jays, 3.49 ERA. I mean, very impressive, very impressive, very legit. He's been every bit the professional pitcher that I really anticipated he would be for the Toronto Blue Jays. And of course, the, the main calling card, the main reason the Blue Jays look to bring him in with this young team, such a veteran pitcher. I always say, you know, whether he was in Oakland A, a Met, now with a Blue Jay, I always feel about Chris Bassett that whatever the, the legit routine is to do between games, uh, b- between the, the day you pitch and then, you, you you know, you have your four days off to the next game you pitch, whatever an absolute legit work, work ethic regime looks like during those four days, Chris Bassett nails it. Because I feel like he's ready to take the ball every single time out, every fifth day, as I say, whether it be the A's, the Mets, or now, thankfully, your Toronto Blue Jays. So I said five and two on the season, 3.49 ERA. Now, since that first start at St. Louis, which, I mean, literally everything he threw up there was rocked by the St. Louis Cardinals. But since then, 22 and two-thirds innings pitched, just 10 earned runs. That's a 3.03 ERA. That's going to work. Blue Jays have won four of Chris Bassett's last five starts, and the only loss in there was that a couple Sundays ago, you remember though they had the chance to sweep the Mariners in that Sunday game? Bassett left leading 8-4. to four. Blue Jays would blow that game and lose 10-8. to eight. But even the one loss that the Jays have had over Bassett's last five starts had nothing to do with how well or, how, or, or ineffective Chris Bassett was. He's been so good for them. Coming into this start, speaking of so good for them, how about a 20 and one-third innings pitch scoreless streak for Chris Bassett? Yeah, the Hound has not allowed a run in his last 20 and one-thirds innings pitched. All season long, again, outside that St. Louis start, he's not allowing hits. Walks have been an issue, right? For having an open, honest conversation, Chris Bassett, I think, would tell you himself, walking way too many batters, that is one aspect of his game that that, uh, does need to be cleaned up. Now, even with that said, the last time we saw him pitch was a complete game shutout last Friday. Remember that against the Atlanta Braves? Who, Who throws complete games in this day and age? Who the heck gets a complete game shutout in this day and age? It was extremely impressive. That was against the Atlanta Braves. Now, he had just two walks in that game and a season high eight strikeouts. So as good as Bassett has been lately for the Toronto Blue Jays, he's coming off of his best start by far as a Toronto Blue Jay. This game is at the Rogers Center. Well, Bassett's ERA 2.73 so far at Rogers. Very, very good. One thing I want to mention, I say, you know, talking earlier about the, the preparation between starts is always on point for Chris Bassett. Well, whatever his routine is for night starts is also way on point. This is the seventh night start of the season. 
He's five and one with a 1.33 ERA in his first six night start. I'm gonna say that again. So you know, starting seven o'clock or later, like this one is a night game. Chris Bassett this season, five and one, an ERA of 1.33. Wow, I pop emoji. He's dominating righties. Lefties are getting are, are getting some hit. The lefties are doing pretty, you know, okay at least against Chris Bassett. So we'll have to keep an eye on that Anthony Rizzo matchup, uh, uh, of course, today. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and Eric and Aaron Hicks, a couple prevalent Yankee batters, they're combined 0 for 6 against Bassett. Now, the rest of the Yankees, though, in his career, it is worth noting, and you know, we're having open, honest conversation. The rest of the Yankees over the course of their career have hit Chris Bassett. 17 for 51 for the rest of these Yankees. That's a 333 batting average. So there's some glass half empty from the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, glass half full. No current New York Yankee has ever homered off of the Hounds. So. Hopefully that continues tonight, of course, right, to state the obvious. Garrett Cole on the other end. Garrett, Garrett Cole providing the opposition for the New York Yankees. Wow, his April was incredible. His last couple starts now, so his, his, his first few starts in May, have not been anywhere close to as dominant as he was in April. Overall, Garrett Cole 5-0. and oh. he, hasn't, he hasn't been tagged as a loser yet so far this season. 2.22 ERA, my goodness. He's had nine starts for the Yankees this season. They've lost one. They've lost one, eight and one. Now it was on the road against a good Tampa Bay team. So again, hopefully some glass half full there. And I will say some glass half full here for Toronto Blue Jays tonight against Garrett Cole. He's been incredible at Yankee Stadium, 1.18 ERA at home. This game's on the road. It's been a different story on the road. Garrett Cole's ERA, 4.34. So th over three runs higher, over three times more of an ERA on the road so far this season than how lights out he's been at Yankee Stadium. Opponents hitting just 168 against Garrett Cole at Yankee Stadium, 260 against him on the road. One thing that really surprised me in, in deep diving this game is this is only, Garrett Cole's been around forever, right? This is only his third start ever at Rogers Center. Now, in his previous two starts, he did allow a three home runs and uh, in those two starts, and his ERA at Rogers Center so far is over five. As good as Garrett Cole has been in 2023, we do see some cause for optimism. Now, what I really find interesting about this matchup with Cole tonight is the Blue Jays lineup. It has been feast or famine against Garrett Cole. He's owned Bo Bichette, the hitting machine that is Bo Bichette. Six for 33 lifetime. That's a 182 batting average against Garrett Cole. What? That doesn't sound like Bo at all. Matt Chapman, the guy who we're just desperately trying to get going here. He's been just so bad in the month of May. He's four for 30 with 15 strikeouts. Against Garrett Cole, you talk about domination. Wow, talk about domination. That we have to talk Kevin Kiermeyer quickly becoming a fan favorite here in Toronto. Incredible because we hated him as a Ray, but quickly becoming loved in Toronto. Kevin Kiermeyer has faced Garrett Cole 34 times in his career, just five hits, just five hits, and in there, 17 strikeouts. Holy moly! I probably should have warned you, you need to be sitting right when you hear some of these. If this is feast or famine, this is obviously some of the famine when it comes to Blue Jays versus Garrett Cole. Would you believe there's more? Brandon Belt, just four for 20 with seven strikeouts against uh, against Garrett Cole. Oh, boy. And Kevin Biggio. I can't imagine we'll see Biggio today, but I've said before, you never know with whatever, however John Schneider's making these lineups this season, you never know what you're going to see. I would hope we wouldn't see Biggio. I'll, I'll, I'll at least put it that way, as he is three for 16 with nine strikeouts in his career against Garrett Cole. Wow, 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 wow. Now, Craig, you said feast or famine. Okay, that's enough of the famine. Talk to us about the feast. Well, Santiago Espinal, somebody who desperately needs to get the bat going this season. He's hit uh, uh, Garrett Colwell in his career. Three for eight, two of those three hits were doubles. 
Jansen and Kirk, talk about guys that need to get going. The catcher spot was the number one position in, on the entire roster last season for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's been atrocious so far in 2023, but Jansen and Kirk in their career against Cole combined seven for 19. There's two doubles in there. There's two home runs in there. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Whit Merrifield hitting well over 300 in his career against Garrett Cole. Pair of doubles in there as well. George Springer, speaking of guys who were desperate to get going, right? George Springer, 5 for 14 against Cole in his career. There's a walk in there as well. So his on-base percentage against Garrett Cole, George Springer, need him to be that table setter, 400. 400 career on-base percentage against Garrett Cole. Yes, please. And Vladdy, of course, we know. We've had multiple times, literally multiple examples where Garrett Cole has given up a hit to Vladdy, a home run, a double, things like that, and he's literally been on the mound and tipped his cap to Vladdy because Cole actually made the, the exact pitch he wanted to make, but Vladdy very often is just such a special hitter, right? Need to see that on display more at home, right? And Vlad needs to get the home run stroke going at home, but Vlad in his career against Garrett Cole, 10 for 28. There's three walks in there as well, three doubles in there, and a pair of home runs. Slim Daddy Vladdy needs to do some heavy lifting for the Toronto Blue Jays offense tonight. Overall for Cole, the fastball, the changeup, and the slider have all been fantastic. It's his curveball that is getting hit that, that, that is getting hit a lot. I mean, and getting hit a lot, you know, in comparison, none of his pitches are really getting hit a lot. But the fastball, the slider, and the changeup, any of those three pitches from Garrett Cole, Blue Jays, if they can, if they're not behind in the count, need to lay off those pitches, need to try to pick out the curveball. It is the one pitch where Cole has been a, a little bit vulnerable so far this season. Coming right up on Locked On Blue Jays, we are again joined for a crossover conversation with Locked On Yankees to further deep dive and get you set for this Chris Bassett versus Garrett Cole, at least potential beauty. Now, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially officially licensed, easy for me to say, right? Sorry, officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Now, unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. SoRare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly on a three to four day cycle. So Monday to Thursday, and then the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And at the end of the game weeks, SoRare MLB managers who rank near or at the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include SoRare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Pretty cool. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Wednesday night pitching matchup, Yankees, Blue Jays, Craig Bassett on the mound, of course, facing off with Garrett Cole. Give me that quick rundown. Uh, what's it like been watching uh, Mr. Bassett on the mound this season? Wow, that he has been... Every bit what I thought it would be, what I perceive Chris Bassett as being is that professional pitcher. You know, whatever a legit routine between the days you pitch and the next day you pitch, whatever that legit, you know, true work routine looks like, it feels to me like he brings us to the table. I always felt that his Mets days, his Oakland days days, I've always felt that he's a guy that's ready to take the ball every fifth day. He had that first start in St. Louis, guys, and, and, and you talk about 
what's happened with St. Louis. We we're talking about that yesterday. What, what, what happened with St. Louis? Well, the Jays actually opened the season at St. Louis and lost two out of three. And at the time we just licked our wounds and we went on to Kansas city knowing we're, you know, much better than Kansas city. Cause a lot of teams are going to lose two out of three to St. Louis, right? Well, don't we know now? Not necessarily the case, but in particular Bassett in that start, uh, he, he started on the, I want to say the Sunday, the, the, the finale, I think it was, Every single pitch he threw up there, St. Louis was all over it. So he gets taken out in the third inning. So how long is it, guys? So you take it out in the third inning, then you meet with the media after the game. That's like two or three hours have passed, right, from the third. His eyes were still as big as saucers. He was still so shell shook from what took place. He said in his entire life, he's never been hit like that. Every single pitch that was thrown up there, guys, was ma- he threw all eight of his pitches. He threw all eight of his pitches. Let's put it that way. They were all smashed. Since that start? Holy absolute moly. He has been incredible. No one is getting hits off this guy. Walks have been an issue. For having an open, honest conversation, walks have been an issue. And he's getting a share of strikeouts. And and especially over his last four starts, the, the only game the Jays have even lost was, was a, a Sunday, a couple Sundays ago to the Mariners where the Blue Jays blew an 8-4 lead late. So it wasn't even Bassett's, you know, in, involved in them losing that game. He has been red hot, guys. And the Toronto Blue Jays with Bassett on the mound has been red hot. This guy threw a complete game shutout back on. Who the heck throws complete game shutouts these days? He threw a complete game shutout against the Atlanta Braves yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, that's no joke. That's not joke. I mean, Garrett Cole, he's up there. Uh, but Stacey, <laughs> last last couple of outings, like for Garrett Cole, May has been very different than it was in April. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say very different, but it's been different. Uh, yeah. Cole in May, Stacy, three starts, 5.06 ERA. He surrendered four home runs. He went his first seven starts without allowing a long ball, which was miraculous Sweet. and amazing to watch. And Garrett Cole in April, we were already saying, just give him the Cy Young now. <laughs> uh, one more quick one before I let you take it, Stace. First six starts, eight walks for Cole. Last three starts, seven. Uh, he pitched fairly well against Toronto but uh, not Garrett Cole-esque. And since then, it's kind of been a little, I wouldn't say Rocky, maybe Garrett Cole-Rocky. Maybe we can trademark that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like another pitcher would be fine with how he pitched against Tampa this past weekend. Um, I feel like this is my fault because I mentioned how, hey, he hasn't given up a home run in 51 <laughs> innings. You and did. Then, you yeah. did. Well, no, but Stacey, you were doing that like after two or three starts. So that's, that's true. Don't actually. put it all on you. I'll, okay, put, it's not... I'll put a lot of things on you, but not this one. <laughs> okay. So it's not my fault. Um, yeah. It's just funny because, I mean, you know, he rightfully won AL Pitcher of the Month in April because he was just incredible. Yeah. And we had talked about it on our show and he had mentioned it in spring training. This was the first spring training. That was a normal spring training for him as a Yankee, because when he was first signed COVID happened. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, and then 2021 COVID was still happening and the lock, you know, there was all like, there was a lockout and this and that. So this spring training was the first time that Garrett Cole went to Florida and had a full spring training, a normal spring training. And wow. he even mentioned that and said, wow, this feels different. He's like, it feels good but it feels different and I felt like maybe that had something to do with how well he was doing in the beginning of the season because he finally felt like mm-hmm. everything was normal again and then the yeah. last two starts yeah. <laughs> yeah last couple last couple have been a little bit again Garrett Cole rough yeah he got blown up that first time against Tampa Bay looked better second time around Yankees ended up bailing it all out uh, in the end anyway yeah um if you're you know uh, obviously on the locked on Blue Jays side 
we talk about this pretty much every time we talk about Garrett Cole. I mean, maybe I do, but I think the one earmark every time you're watching Garrett Cole take the mound is how is his fastball playing in the zone? He's got one of the most elite fastballs in baseball. It's 97 to 99. And when he locates it well up in the zone, and even when he doesn't, uh, as long as it is moving laterally, then you know it's going to be a good day. If that ball is not moving up in the zone, uh, it's not going to be a good day for Garrett Cole because everything in his repertoire builds off of that fastball. Is How can he change the eye level? How can he move the ball harder, faster, slower? It all builds off of his, his four-seamer. So keep your eye on that four-seamer up in the zone. If it's playing well, the Blue Jays are probably going to be quiet. I'm right. I think it's a fantastic point. I'm right there with you. And and I really love too how you, how you're mentioning that 98 can have tail like like it can be just almost unfair. But even on the ones where he misses his spot and it doesn't have the t- still 98 at the top of the zone like this is still very difficult to, to deal with. And if you've played baseball, you know, it's the most difficult to deal with because even if it's a little bit God help you if it's a little bit on top of the zone. So a little bit out of the zone. It's right there at eye level. It looks like you can hit it. But as you bring that bat through the strike zone, or as you bring that bat through, you realize, oh, it's already in the catcher's glove. Okay, yeah. So you're probably, you know, you're exactly right. That That's how you do know when Garrett Cole is on. And you guys mentioned, hey, we we're willing to just hand him the Cy Young in April. Well, can, can a Toronto Blue Jay fan chime in? As well you should have. As well you should have. Uh, I thought he he crumpled up negative sta- uh, or, or narratives about him, the sticky stuff, all that stuff. I thought he crumpled up on a ball and tossed it out the window in April. I thought he was outstanding in April. I thought there was a few games where and you're, you're alluding to that Blue Jay game. If you look at that game on the surface, you think, oh, he was dominant. And, and you guys are exactly right. He wasn't your typical Garrett Cole, but but he fought through that. And that's what a fighting through Garrett Cole looks like. You know, still a, a very, very good pitcher. This guy's going to be formidable. We know this. I'm stunned. In looking into this, guys, I was stunned to see this is only Cole's third start ever at Rogers Center. I, I, I feel like he's been around for so long. I feel like there'd be a lot more than that. One thing uh, that that I do think uh, is significant to mention, guys, is is this Toronto Blue Jay lineup is feast or famine against Garrett Cole. We know Vladdy's done well against him. George Springer, Whit Merrifield, either catcher, Jansen or Kirk, has done well against him. So many others, my goodness. How about Bo Bichette? Hitting machine. Led the league in hits two years in a row. Probably going to lead them again this season, right? Six for 33 against Garrett Cole. Matt Chapman, four for 30 with fifth. 15 strikeouts. Is that even possible? Do I need to double check that? Well, how about Kevin Kiermeyer? Five for 34 guys against Garrett Cole. That's a 147 batting average, 17 strikeouts. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Brandon Belt, new Blue Jay, four for 20 with seven strikeouts. So that lineup, as you go through it, has been feast or famine. I say that's significant because a veteran pitcher like Cole, if I know this, he knows this, and he'll be a guy that, that that will maneuver the lineup to get to guys that he knows he can get out. So the Toronto Blue Jays, because somebody was mentioning earlier as well that Cole's ERA on the road is night and day, if we're being honest, right, to what it is at home. He's been incredible at home. He has been hittable on the road. These are all things just sort of on the surface to look at. But, man, we're, we're going to have to see Garrett Cole against this lineup. I, I'm going to believe that the Blue Jays are going to beat Garrett Cole in this game on Saturday – or, sorry, on, on Wednesday, honestly, when I see it. Hate to say that. When I see it. I, hey, I, I've been a big fan of him this season. I've been a big fan of him this season. Now, I, I mean, Chris Bassett is going to be legit. I, I I do think that, I mean, the, the, this might be Cole Manoa part two in, in that, you know, Cole, neither neither starter got the decision, right? But both left the game having pitched pretty well for themselves that guy. I, I could see something like that happening again. Again, I'm going to mention FanDuel is one of our sponsors here. Man, take the under in that game too. Take the under in that game too. Huh? 
or Locked On Blue Jays right around the corner. Locked On Blue Jays, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Reminder, you can catch tonight's game on SiriusXM. Catch all the Blue Jays games on SiriusXM. Wanted to take a second here to mention our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are soft, stretchy pants and shorts. I've got a pair of Bird Dog shorts, and, and I can tell you a few things I really like about them. First of all, the fit. I look better and I feel great wearing the Bird Dogs. They're just a nice pair of shorts. I love the comfort. I'm going to say that again. I love the comfort. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great, and but they're comfier than my other shorts. They, they've become, they've, I, I just got these pairs, the, the, I have two bird dog shorts and I just got them recently. They're already my top worn <laughs> in my rotation. I'm really enjoying them. And, and speaking of the rotation and enjoying them, the versatility of, of bird dog shorts and pants. Bird dog shorts and pants, they give the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course, to a meeting, to a date, hanging out with friends, you name it. And com they're comfortable and they look great. You know what I'm going to say? I like the colors available as well. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, all caps there, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Pretty cool. Now on Locked On Blue Jay Podcast, let's get into our conversation with ESPN and MLB analyst Xavier Scruggs. Uh, now, uh, Xavier, currently New York Yankees are in town. Um, this American League East, holy moly, I mean, what an absolute gauntlet. The Yankees dealing with some injuries. Overall, for, on the 2023 New York Yankees, because we're, we're at the quarter pole now. So yeah. we, we've seen, you know, we've got a legitimate sample size. Again, with the Yankees, the, the injuries is, is the headlining story right now. If you're from, from a Toronto Blue Jays lens, uh, Xavier, what would you be concerned about about the New York Yankees? Yes, the injuries are there and, and they could be real for the rest of the season. But there's certainly no way you can put this New York Yankee team in your rear view. No. No, I, I mean, I think when I look at the division, first and foremost, it, it, I think it's still early in the division to where nobody has has ran off with it. Um, the Yankees, when I think about the Yankees, I think about think last year when this team was the best team in baseball for three-fourths of the season. Um, this is going to be a team that's going to be there, especially when you have an MVP candidate and a former MVP, the reigning MVP, Aaron Judge, in the middle of the order. We saw the damage that he can do within a couple of swings last night. Yeah. Um, and I think that the one thing you have to remember is still injuries have hampered the Yankees team. And they're going to get some guys back. Carlos Rodon hasn't even pitched for this team yet. Yeah. So I think they haven't even hit a stride. Um, and I think the same can be said for uh, the same can be said for maybe even the the Red Sox. This could be a team that's still there for for a while. That's uh, that that maybe is exceeding our expectations. The same thing for the Orioles. The division is going to continue to be tough. So if I'm the Blue Jays, I'm looking at all these teams and I'm saying, you know what? I got to treat them all like like the Rays. I got to treat them all like mm -hmm. they're one of the best teams in baseball because those are the teams that we're going to be competing against. If we get to the postseason, if we want to get to where we want to be, um, we can't take any of the uh, of our own division lightly. Last thing on the AL East, where are you, Xavier, on division realignment? Clearly, the AL East is cream of the crop, but this—I mean—is this something we just sort of have to to, to to get through? And the other divisions will will, will have their moments as well, or do, yeah. or do you see some value in division realignment? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable once uh, expansion happens, and maybe that's a few years down the line. But um, I, I almost like this idea of of an extremely strong AL East. I just 
it shows me and now also with the teams not playing as much in, in their own division it shows me how much how much stronger this division is so a lot of times when they go and play other teams outside of this uh, outside of their division um and i like the idea that you know one of these divisions could possibly have you know a, a lot of a, a lot of wild cards coming out of it right it could have a lot of those playoff yeah. teams just because they're that much better. I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of seeing may, maybe it's not so much a good thing that's a stacked division, but uh, when I look at the AL East, I know that that's real baseball. I know that that's, that's <laughs> going to be top of the line. That's going to be the go-to. If there's uh, two AL East teams playing on any given night, That that's the game I'm watching because I know that's going to be some of the best competition. I know that's going to be some of the most energy that you're going to get in a stadium. Uh, speaking of energy, Rogers Rogers Center absolutely uh, that place is absolutely <laughs> nuts. It don't matter when it when the game is. It can be in the middle of the day. I love the energy that those fans bring to the game, and I love like I, it showed. I was watching MLB Network. It showed like the roof was open. I think a little bit, and like whether the roof is open or closed, like it looks so nice there. I I and I've never been to Rogers Center. I need to go. I was gonna ask because because I know in your playing days our paths never cross. I, yes. I don't ever remember you playing against the Toronto Blue Jays to be never. honest. So, so I'm not surprised to hear you say, "Oh, Xavier, oh, absolutely, and Xavier, perfect time to get down here because these renovations have taken place and it's yes. taken. It is really, really, really nice. I, that it, it is such a, a meaningful comment to me, and I think for the Blue Jay fan base, for for somebody as knowledgeable as you on on baseball from the outside looking in, saying, "Man, you guys look like you're having some fun up there in Canada with this Blue Jay." Like that, 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 yeah. The, the hey, there's a reason why Kevin Kiermeyer went to that. I talked to Kevin Kiermeyer over the off season because he's from Tampa. I'm from Tampa, and he's like, "Hey, the Blue Jays has always been one area that's really attracted me, and, and you can tell that there's a different vibe there with the fans and the stadium and all that." Um, and so, like, hearing that from him let me know that I, I need to get out there. Like, either way, whatever I need to do, I'm getting out there this year. I can't believe, because that's what I want to talk about next, so I can't even believe you just said that. And, and I cannot believe, Xavier, I mean, a year ago from now, a couple months ago from now, there is no convincing me that I was going to end up being a Kevin Kiermaier fan. That's the hated Tampa Bay Rays. There's uh, no, and, and he robbed Blue Jays left, right, and center for years. How about zero chance? Well... Zero chances turned into like 99.8%. Like it's just incredible what he's done for this fan base. He's on absolute fire. And, and I wanted to talk to you about him, Xavier, because the I, I always believe or I always say it doesn't matter how long you've been watching baseball. If you've been watching baseball as long as uh, we have or if you just walked in the door, either way, you've seen a lot of changes because of Rob Manfred, right? You've seen a lot of changes no matter how long you've been watching the game. But, but one thing that I think, uh, you know, there, there's a bunch of things that do remain consistent, constant, of course. And, and one of those things we saw it last season with Houston, with Maldonado in that nine spot. You can still be a World Series contender, legit World Series contender, and have that struggling hitter in that nine spot if that hitter is elite defensively. Well, that's yeah. Kevin Kiermeyer. But coming into this season, I mean, Mike, you look at him right now, Xavier, the, the, the defense has been as advertised, sure. He's hitting 321. His on-base percentage is through the roof. And as far as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Xavier, but I, as far as I understand, we have off-base to thank for this. <laughs> Hey, that's good, man. That's good. You do have an off-base thing for hey. When you go on off-base on MLB Network at 4 p.m. Eastern, nice little plug there. Every but day, yes, every it, day. It gives you on-base percentage. That's what it does. It's been proven. <laughs> um, guys get on base when they go on off-base. OPS, I think, sitting around 870 something. The the dude has been actually one of the more productive hitters in this lineup. And the and the fact is, 
I, I think also when you lengthen out and you go into a Blue Jays lineup, like there's just a different expectation, honestly. And yes, the Rays have been a good team for the past few years, but the offense was never to as elite as what the Blue Jays offense has as far as right. superstars in it. Maybe it can be said this year for the Rays, but not in the past like this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Kevin, he's a special player, man. And And what I love more for the Blue Jays is now – you have multiple center fielders out there playing defense, right? You have Kevin Kiermaier, then you have George Springer out there and right who can make plays. I love Dalton Varshaw as well. That's been one of the more underrated moves in the offseason, but I think that that's going to pay huge dividends throughout the course of the year. I love this outfield for the Blue Jays, and I think with them making defense a priority, I think that also helps them over the long haul of the season yeah. take another step forward. Oh man, I think the pitching staff was just grinning ear to ear when they saw the these defensive improvements, oh, yes. right? And I, I also wonder if because here's a guy like Chris Bassett, who's a traditionally fly ball pitcher, coming into a ballpark where the fences have been moved in. I wonder mm-hmm. if it meant something to him to look around and see, but this outfield defense is legit. That'll do it for Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Thank you so much for spending part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. If you're a fan of other teams or, or you know other things MLB related, then keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Locked On MLB.